Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's going on, everybody? Paddle and Finn has got a meetup going down October 16th through 18th at Eastport Marina and Resort in Alpine, Tennessee, which which falls right on Dale Hollow. What we're going to be doing is just hanging out, fishing, uh, depending on the number of people that show up and the interest, we may do a small tournament. Uh, we will have some stuff to give away Saturday evening. We're going to do a hangout and a little little barbecue action we'll have food for everybody if you're looking for lodging you could stay right at the resort it's fifty dollars per person per night um, and what you get is your own personal bedroom on a houseboat luxury houseboat courtesy eastport marina that's a special price they gave us to lend to our listeners if you want uh, more info on the resort you can go to eastport.info and uh, their website will pop up there you'll see all the houseboats and things like that a majority of our hosts are going to be there and we would love to spend some time on the water with you this segment is brought to you by Jigmaster jigs when in doubt get the jig out go to jigmasters.com and use promo code pnf20 and save 20 percent off your next jig order today This is the Chasing the Tide Saltwater segment on the Palin Fin Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Come along for the saltwater shenanigans. Oh, that's right, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to another segment of Chasing the Tide, your saltwater kayak fishing connection on the Palin Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Dustin Nichols. Today, we've got a special guest with us. we got Mr. Mr. Poco Cedillo. What's up? Hey, what's up, man? How's everything oh, going? Oh, oh, what can I say? Ray. <laughs> 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 I, I like Poco better. So, hey, let's start off with that. What's up with it? What's the nickname? Man, uh, my real name is Ray Cedillo. But uh, yep. man, growing up, my dad, one of my dad's favorite words, 
was Poco. And and honestly, I don't even know where it came from. I just uh, he would use it a lot in in, in different things. And uh, when I started my um, uh, decided to start it, you know, well, I've been fishing all my life since I was a young kid, and and uh, decided to go into guiding. And yep. uh, the uh, my my business name was uh, Ray's Poco Bueno Guide Service. Yeah, and, uh, it just one of those things where I just threw it out there and my wife said, Hey, that sounds cool. And we ran with it. And, um, you know, I, I joined different forums and, and, uh, my screen name was Poco Bueno. Yeah. And, uh, seemed like we'd go to meet and greets and do things and everybody was, Hey, Poco, Hey, Poco. And, and, uh, so, oh, yeah. shit, you know, it seemed like everywhere I went, it was Poco and no longer Ray, you know? So I said, well, I, I guess <laughs> I'm run with Poco. <laughs> there you go. That's like me. It's just like, you know, my nickname's Doodoo. It kind of stuck. <laughs> you know, it just, that's how, that's what it is, you know, stuck around from when I was younger and, you know, surf and skateboarding friends and everybody's always called me doo-doo. So it's just what, that's what everybody calls me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But that's cool. So you, you say you, you know, you've been fishing a long time. Um, you started at a young age and everything. I, yeah. Your dad and grandfather and, you know, um, just starting out like that. But you said you were, uh, used to guide, used to, to uh, be a boat guide in a, in a boat. Yes, sir. Yep. Um, man, I'll tell you how that started real quick. Uh, you know, times were tough and, and, uh, man, if there's one thing I know how to do and is fish. And, um, my wife wanted to go into, uh, nursing school and I thought, well, hell man, I don't know how I'm going to be able to afford this. So, uh, I just said, you know what, let me go get licensed and, and, uh, start running some trips and just, you know, pay through, you know, for school and, and that's really how it started, uh, Dustin. I mean, I, I got my license and uh, started throwing some business cards. And, uh, you know, I've, I've got a ton of guide friends and started, you know, getting some overflow from them. And, and it just blew up from there, man. And next thing you know, I'm, I'm, I've got a Monday through Friday, eight to five job. I mean, I've been a, a salesman in the natural gas industry for about 18 years. And, uh, man, I started working Monday through Friday and every Saturday and every Sunday and it'd go for months. I mean, that'd go three, yeah. four months without a day off. And, and I really did it just to get her to school. And, um, once I did, um, I just kind of kept on going. I mean, I didn't want to lose the business and right. you know, extra money was nice. So I just kept yes. on running with it and, uh, met, met like, you know, man, there's so many good people in the fishing industry. Yes. And, yes. uh, man, I, I, I ran with uh, some great people and and met some great people and traded did a lot of horse trading you know a yeah. fish trip or a hunting trip and you know barter system oh, oh man I love, I love it brother and and <laughs> yes, I've sir. been able to benefit out of that and uh, you know once my wife finished up and started um, you know being you know she went into a hospital uh, you know the money was great and she said I don't want you to do this anymore and and um, you know. Um, I just decided to go ahead and start farming off work to other guys that were coming up and, and, uh, hell, I still do that. Um, and man, you know, the last four or five years, I haven't guided much. Um, I honestly, I, I haven't guided for money. It's just been trading, you know, here and there. Um, and that's really about it, man. That's my, that's the extent of my, uh, guiding career. It'd been about 16 years of it. Damn. So you had a, a lot of, uh, local knowledge uh of the waters you you fished you know in that that area tell her what areas are um you're you're from uh corpus christi area i live in robstown born in robstown and uh you know you know where that is it's just yes sir i sure do got my uh trusty uh friends at beck and maston right there oh (laughs) Oh, yeah Yeah. 
Man, so I'm, you know, about 15 miles west of Corpus, and I grew up in this area. I fished, you know, the Nueces Bay system, Corpus Christi, Aransas Bay. Um, you know, I never, just because my dad never fished it, I never fished the Laguna um, up until about 10 years ago. Um, you know, I always fished everything else. So, yeah, tons of knowledge, man. I mean, I grew up fishing dead bait on bottom, you know, double oh, yeah. drop hook with dead shrimp, you know. And well, that's the thing about me. I grew up in southeast Georgia, and their river and marsh inshore estuaries and you got six to nine foot tide swings oh man so when we started when i started as a kid like i bat i bass fished all like local ponds and stuff but we threw pin number nines and 209 peerless with like 50 pound dichron with and you had to put line dressing so it would float you yep. fished like big 12 14 inch stick floats with an ounce and a quarter with a liter and then you had a <laughs> a little knot, a slip knot to determine your depth when you find the fish off of the edge of the drop-offs of the shell on the edge of these rivers and, and yeah. mouths of the creeks, and you'd fish the tides incoming and outgoing. Gotcha. And, um, you know, and that's that's the thing, too, when you start out fishing like that, you know, and you're used to doing stuff like that, but then being a bass fisherman, I was like, man, you know what, I'm going to take some of these, these grubs, I'm going to take these little curly tails, and I'm going to do that, and kind of fun off from there and then you know when i moved to texas and i moved to texas in 1996 and then it's like a whole nother world yep. of uh man you can you can you can wade here you wade out in the, in the <laughs> bank man you do that in freaking georgia and one of them feeder creeks you're gonna be in over your head in mud like swoop, you're sunk you're gone you know you're gonna be hurting um man so uh so all this guiding and you know you got a lot of local knowledge you say you met a lot of cool people in the guiding industry and then fishing industry in the, as a whole. But now there's a whole different aspect of things opening up. And that's that kayak community, which man, I'll tell you you, what, you, man, you, so. you've hit the ground running with that, too, man. You know, yeah, uh, you know, so I, I quit. I quit guiding and, and uh, started enjoying fishing a lot more, you know, and um, one, the only thing uh, and I'll go a little bit more into personal detail here. And that, the only thing I regret about about guiding was uh not being able to fish as much as with my family and my dad uh my dad was my mentor and, and in his later years i was so busy guiding um i, I kind of did not i failed to take him out as much as i would like to um you know dad passed on and that really hit and i said man I, I'm, I'm losing time here my kids are growing up you know and i've got a fish and when my wife said hey it's time for you to stop guiding i i, I was all over it sold my boat and then you know, started getting into shark fishing and, and yeah. you know, that's a whole nother, you know, game there. And, and it's, it's just as expensive as guiding, I guess you can say. And uh, but, man, we had a blast. The kids, a win-win situation. I, I shark fish. My wife was shark fish. My kids were swimming the beach. It was a, it was a, yeah. it was a cool thing, man. And, you know, that I, I you know, I guess we'll go into that here in a while. But, man, I, I accomplished some some cool catches. And uh, yeah, you did. You had a. a giant greater hammerhead <laughs> yeah man 50 foot 50 yeah foot, i believe uh well it just it just uh i think it it was probably it's debatable but from what i'm understanding you know uh top two maybe three catches of uh you know in the last 50 60 years in our in our uh along the beach oh, yeah definitely uh, there's some big tigers and uh but yeah that, that was a yeah giant, yeah there's giant, awesome giant hammerhead man. giant hammerhead uh, just, just recently, you know, Eric Oslin's caught a four, uh, 14, eight man. And, uh, it's like, wow, you know, uh, but yeah, I just, it had a, had a blast doing so had a good five, six year run doing it. And, uh, man, 
one day to another, my wife said, hey, I want to get into shark, uh, to uh, kayak fishing. And I said, man, I, you know, we've always kayaked, but never really gone after it hard. And so I went all in, man, bought us some kayaks and uh, said, let's go ahead and start doing it. And uh, man, I guess lack of better terms, brother, I'm I'm uh, head over heels with it. I'm, I'm just... <laughs> I'm well, all... you're you're like the rest of us out there. All the listeners is going to hear this. Everybody, we're the same way. Hit the ground running. Hit the ground running. Yeah, and she's happy to see it because she knows there. You know, you know when you 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 turn in uh, one of your your favorite hobbies, fishing, um, into a job, it it changes your your outlook on it. And yeah. uh, so it was a job for many years for me, and then I I kind of started losing my love for fishing. And when I came back in it, you know, in the last four or five years, she's noticed that she's like, man, you, you, you know, you're back at loving it again. I said, yeah. And this year, um, you know, I've only been kayaking, I guess, six months now. Um, and, and she notices that my love for, for the fishing and the kayaking thing is unreal now, man. It's, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. You know, I just, I, I think about fishing tournaments and, and, and <laughs> And just being on the kayak every day, you know. Uh, so yeah, man, it, it's been uh, it's been really cool to to transition from the whole big game aspect, you know, of it, you know, two hundred yeah. pound braid and uh, you know, fifteen hundred yeah. yards and four, you know, using ten to twenty pound baits to, right, you know, finesse fishing, sight casting, you know, using all the 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 light tackle stuff. Um, man, it's it's been a really really cool transition, and man, I can't wait to see what what turns out here. Oh yeah, it's the, just that's the cool thing about Texas is that we have so many opportunities. Absolutely, so much different, so many different types of water. I mean, we got marsh and bayou. We got like flats with sand pockets and grass. We got structured reef. I mean, you got Baffin Bay with the rocks down there. That's totally something yeah. different of everywhere else. And they, and you you can access a lot of that by kayak. You know, um, if you're willing to put in the work. <laughs> And that's the cool thing about a kayak is it is just the ease of access and you can, you know, you don't got to bust out another thousand every time something goes wrong on that boat. That's what that <laughs> boat, that's what that boat means. B-O-A-T. Yeah, bust, bust out another thousand. thousand. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, but then the community, you know, it's, it's uh, the camaraderie and everybody. And that's how we met through, uh, through tournaments and stuff. Yeah. So, yep. you know, that's why I was like, man, this guy seems real cool. You know, you're fishing with one of my, uh, actually my, uh, my very first show, uh, back in November of last year, so we're about to come up on our one year um, chasing the tide anniversary. Here was Chris Castro, and that's that's uh, yeah, you, you, you fished a um, tournament with him. That's all our anchor series. Yep. Let me tell you how that started, brother. I, uh, you know, you know, it's no secret. Chris Castro is is one of the top you know kayak anglers out there, and uh, very very knowledgeable in, in what he does, and uh going into you know wanting to get into kayak fishing man i said man i gotta lean on somebody here for knowledge and you know advice so uh, i reached out to chris and, and this was back in march i guess february this year and i said hey man this is my this is what i have planned this is my interest now i said uh what do you recommend and all his all he could say was wow you're going from catching you know big sharks to <laughs> going here what what's the story behind this i said man I just looking to do something different and my wife wants to do it. So he's like, well, man, let's talk. And from there we went on and, you know, he recommended a few things and I thought, well, I don't know if I want to go full bore with everything, but let me just see what I can yeah. you know, go with. And, um, man, uh, one day we were just texting back and forth. I said, Hey, you know, you fish tournaments. It was just a simple question. Yeah. And his response was, 
when do we start? And I was like, um, man, I was just asking a question, but if you need a partner, hell, I'm all about it. And he says, man, let's do it. And we've been, we've been running together ever since, man. So, oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been pretty cool, uh, getting to know everybody in the tournament world. And, um, again, man, it's just, it's just a different, uh, different, everybody in the fishing community is great, man. But kayakers, man, it seemed like they're real, real tight, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We got a good core group, man. There's usually... Not a lot of drama, you know, so like, so, you know, you can't get in that the boat scene, you know, here and there. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's fun. The tournaments are fun. That's that, I, I like competition. Um, I come from skateboard and surfing competition background, too. It, it just, yeah. just I love competing and just, you know, that feeling you get when you set the hook on that fish and you know it's the right one and you see that fish leading it to the net and you're about the adrenaline and, and everything yep. when you're getting those redfish, you know, you get you get set up in a school and you're like, oh, my God, this is about to happen, you know. Yeah. You know, or, you know, the trout, you're on the trout. And you're like, man, that come up that gill flare and head shake. And you're like, oh, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah. And then and then she flings your bait back at you. And then you're like, ah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's the ups and downs, man. <laughs> but it's still the thrill of comp uh, competing, man. And, uh, you know, that's that's what I. I love that part of it, man. And you know, it, it, there's the there's a whole different side for the bass tournaments too. I mean, there's yeah, you can you can fish a tournament pretty much every weekend if you want to in, in Texas. Yeah, I see that. I mean, I we, we've had some stuff going on. Yeah, you know, me and Chris had a conversation not long ago while on the water. You know, just you know, BSing and and uh, about how a lot of the uh, the the pro bass anglers are have switched from boat to kayak. You know, yeah, there's a lot of guys. Yep. And that's that that tells you something that that's uh, the industry is is uh, definitely growing and changing. I think there's a lot of a lot of more growth, you know, coming up. And there's a whole lot more growth on yeah. the way. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, the way I'm definitely. seeing it and everybody's seeing it, it's like, man, it's, it's pretty awesome. But uh, yeah, absolutely, man. As far as being competitive, you know, I, you know, when uh, when I took that four or five year layoff, I guess you can say uh, from from guiding. Um, I got into sporting clays. I've always shot sporting clays. Okay. Um, I, I love it. I'm pretty good at it. Um, I've been very successful with uh, you know, competing in, in archery, 3D archery. Uh, I've always done that. And um, I, I, uh, my daughter, I guess, got me into it. She started real young and, man, two-time national champion, three-time state champion. Sweet, uh, man. That's uh, a big accomplishment right there. Big yeah. accomplishment, man. And I just felt like, I, man, I got to keep up with this girl, you know. And, <laughs> uh, yep. Man, she got me so deep into it, and then she just bailed off on me. And uh, I guess grew up <laughs> to that little age where she's like, "Nah, this is boring." Uh, and I and I kept, <laughs> yeah, man, I kept up with it, and uh, I still do it from time to time. It's fun, but uh, man, I gotta repeat what I said earlier. Man, this whole kayak thing just got me messed up. <laughs> you know? Gotcha, got you messed up in the head, man. Yeah, so what? So far is is uh um. Anything you can share with some people that might just be starting out um, as you transition to a kayak? Is there anything that you learned that you would yeah. tell people, hey, don't do this or, or hey, you might want to do that? You know, give some throw some tips or something out there for somebody wanting to transition, you know, or, yeah, or start yeah. kayaking. Yeah, absolutely, man. So so like uh, like I said, you know, I mean, I, I reached out to somebody that was very knowledgeable. There's tons of people out there that that uh, are willing to share information and help out and advice if you're willing to accept it. Um, and uh, I guess the main thing that I can say to somebody coming in is, uh, 
man, don't don't go overboard right off the bat. Make sure you you know uh, you get you know buy what you can afford. Um, whether it be a you know five hundred dollar kayak, get out there and learn the sport, enjoy it. Um, if you like it, man, bump up from there. You know, get into a pedal drive system, and um, you know now you know a lot of uh, you know power units are being installed, and that's great, man. But it all adds up, you know. Uh, but yeah, getting into it, buy what you can afford, man. Get, get, you know, hanging around with some good people, get out there on the water, learn from them. Uh, there's nothing worse that you can do is it, it, or, or nothing worse than, than going out there on the water and, and acting like, you know, everything, those guys won't invite you again, man. It's bottom line. I mean, they're not going to invite you again. Um, another thing is, um, and like, you know, it is, you know, the way it is, man, you got to. Stay a little tight lip with what they show you, you know, on the on <laughs> stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, if they're inviting you, man, if, look at it as a, as a bonus. Um, yeah. But uh, don't don't uh, don't burn them, man. That's the worst thing you can do. Yes. Uh, but yeah, as far as um, as far as kayaking, man, just like I said, just get get what you can afford. Go out there and have a good time, man. Wear your PPE. I mean, I can't say that enough. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yep. Yeah, because there's a lot of people that might just be starting out that, that don't really know what the uh, Texas Parks and Wildlife, you know, yep. um, rules and regulations are. You know, uh, you know, uh, a PFD is required on the vessel. You don't have to have it on your person, but it does have to be on that vessel. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen um, new kayak anglers going to launch before daylight with no light, yep. no PFD, period. Oh, we got to have one of those? Yeah, yeah, it has to be on the vessel. You might not have to wear it, but it's got to be on the vessel. Yeah. And they just had they just had no clue because there's it's just you know you can just go grab one from Academy, you know, five yeah. or five six hundred dollars and just go grab one. But there's nobody in there with the knowledge to share and let them know what needs to be going. Say like if you go to an outfitter like Roy's or Fish and Tackle Unlimited or somewhere where they where they, the the bigger uh, fin factory, you know, the dealers. Yep. They, they, they carry these different brands of kayaks up the next level up, you say, from like the big box stores. Yep. Uh, and, and the main the main thing I see is just the, the safety aspect, because we, we did have a lot of uh, a lot of accidents this past year. Every know? year, man. It seems like every year you hear about them. I mean, uh, yeah, and, and not checking the weather, um, not not planning out your, your trip. I know from being a guide, you, you knew the water, you paid attention to your surroundings. You had you had people on board. You had other people's safety in your hands, but that's the main thing. That's the thing I look at in kayak fishing too. Is like, man, the wind's gonna be doing this today. Maybe I'll fish this way, and then I'll use that wind to come back, or make sure there's no weather pattern change that day. And kind of because in fronts in Texas weather, man, just cannot predict predictive things. Or just <laughs> you know, like the other morning, it wasn't supposed to come in until after lunch, and it was seven o'clock in the morning. It's blowing thirty. Yep. You know, it's like stuff can catch you off guard. And then another thing that I, I when I first got into the kayak, I was like, man, what do I do? You know, I got all this stuff I want to take. But just the main thing is, is being organized on that kayak yeah. and having that stuff in the same place consistently. You know, the stuff, you know exactly where your pliers are at. You know exactly where that de-hooking tool is at. You know exactly where that box of plastics is. You know, everything's within hand's reach, your net, your gear, you know. Uh, a bug out bag. I got a waterproof bag with a uh, with a uh, brain gear, with extra granola bars, with an extra little thing of water, with a space, a little small space blanket in case you get stuck. Who knows? 
I got a little bug out bag in, in my hatch that I, that I transferred to kayaks, you know, you know, in case shit hits the fan. I mean, it can. That yeah, comes from being in the military and wanting to be prepared. It's, it's just, you know, but I can't say enough about being organized on the water. That's the main thing. Well, I, there's nothing worse than, than, than not being organized and, and losing the fish of your lifetime because you had something get in the way or get tangled up. Absolutely, man. I, I can uh, I can relate to that because uh, when I started off, I uh, mean, I had stuff thrown all over my kayak, bro. I mean, it's just, you know, I'm trying to find a net and I'd reach the back and it's in the front of me and I didn't even pay attention to that. <laughs> Pliers, yep. man, you know, the uh, uh, boga grip, and I can't find it, you know, it's thrown back there somewhere. And now it seems like every single time I go out, everything's in the same place. And man, it makes it so much easier, man. Oh, it does. It makes a hell of a difference, man. It's just, it's night and day. And especially tournament day, you know, you, you know, you're going to have them certain baits you're going to want. Mm-hmm. Your, your stuff's rigged up right. You know, I always like to get my stuff ready. You know, the evening before, we're still kind of daylight. I can take my time. I hate rushing. I hate last minute. It's just, oh, I like, I like my stuff to be organized. I'm a little meticulous about it sometimes. Yeah, I hear that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so, you know, you did you did some some guide, you did some shark fishing, you caught some, you had some epic catches off the off the off the Gulf beaches here, yes sir, in in the coastal bend area. Um, so what what as far as being on a kayak now, what what have you enjoyed the most targeting? What's your favorite species right now? Um, man, um, targeting redfish in the marsh, man. Uh, redfish in the marsh is the thing. Yeah, I love it, bro. I love it. Um, it's it's one of those things, like you said. I mean, it's a challenge and. Uh, setting up on a on a running redfish on the shoreline or trying to get ahead of it um, setting up on a school you know I um, mean it's it's just it's a big um, a big excitement for me uh, the oh, yeah. red redfish in the marsh um, that is probably you know my my number one species right now um, and and this is coming from me guiding uh, about 90 percent for trout yeah and, uh, so um uh, i always target redfish that's that's not what i'm trying to say i've always caught redfish but man this is uh this is different this is um something that i i prefer to do and uh, being that close to the water that close yeah. to the action in that kayak yes and i'm telling you they'll i mean literally i've had them like schools like right beside me and i just drop my rod tip over the side hook up bam, yep. you yep. know and that's what's insane about it being back in that marsh. You never know what's going to happen. You come yeah. around a little a drain that opens up to the next little back lake, and there's freaking birds diving and there's tails everywhere, yeah. and they're all moving your way. And you're just like, oh my gosh, is this really happening? Yep, absolutely. You know? And that's the time of year right now. The time of year that is now. That is happening right now. Yeah, uh, I'm hitting it. I'm hitting it in the morning after work. So if that tells you something about how hyped I get about fishing is I'm working all night graveyard shift and I'm going fishing after work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah it, man. That's sure. I mean, I've always, um, I've always hit, um, you know, uh, uh, redfish schools, you know, with birds working off of a boat. Uh, but like you said, man, when, you, when you're in a kayak, it's personal. It's, it's a lot, man. I, I've reached down and actually touched a redfish, you know, oh, yeah. go. Um, I, I, and what's funny is he, he wouldn't take my lure. Um, I watched him 30 feet in front of me coming at me and I casted him three or four times and he just come right by me and I reached down and tapped him on the back. I mean, I was yep. like, wow, oh, that was pretty cool. Uh, but you don't get to see that kind of stuff when you're on a boat, you know, I, I, I've been on a boat all my life and I can tell you, I've seen, I've seen some crazy stuff with redfish. Yeah. And, 
but this time was like, damn, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, because a lot of places we're going back there to drag across and get these back lakes. So you're not getting back there without an airboat. You know, mm -hmm. that's the cool thing about a kayak. We're getting in the back in some areas that you can't get to. You know. Oh yeah, I've got, I've got buddies. And that's uh, a big plus. I've got guide buddies that have called me and, hey man, where are you getting those redfish? Oh man, you know, in the marsh. And yeah. um, man, how do I get back there? So you can't. I mean, I, I'm the boat. <laughs> trust me, I, I've got a boat. Um, I still got a boat. I said I, I, um, I can't get back there, brother. Yeah. You know, my boat runs in five inches. Well, that's great because I pushed myself in three inches yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'll run in five inches, but once you set it down, you ain't getting it back up. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, I've had several people call me, you know, buddies, and man, we've seen you posting, man. You're on, you're on some redfish back there, man. Show me the way. I'm like, <laughs> you know where they're at. You just can't get to them. You know yeah, that. Yeah, so, get to them. Yeah, yeah. And that's the man. That's the cool thing. There's just so much. There's so much water. You yeah. believe it or not, as crowded as the water is, as much pressure as there is fishing pressure, that it, it's crazy to think that we can still get back in some areas and still be the only ones back there. Cause oh, yeah. it's still, it's still like that. I got some spots around me. That's the same way. Some of the stuff y'all fished over there too, in your area. Um, it is, it's really cool that you can still get back there and kind of get lost in it. You know? <laughs> oh, man. I, it's, you know, I, again, you know, I'm, I fished this area all my, uh, pretty much all my guiding career. And, uh, I knew the redfish were back there. Uh, again, I couldn't get to them. But I, I didn't realize, again, like he said, how big the water is back there uh, yeah. or any marsh. I mean, it just looks like if you look on Google Earth or whatever, it just looks OK. You know, it's a nice little area. But once you get a kayak in there, man, and you yeah. start making that little left turn, right turn, cut, you know, lake. And at the end of the day, man, you're in at eight, nine, 10, 12 miles. You're like, oh, yeah. God, how did I do that? I mean, how did I mean, you get back in there? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, that is that is pretty cool. Um Man, I, I've put, I, I never in my life would have would have uh, imagined I'd put so many miles on a kayak than oh, yeah. I have this year. Um, it, yeah. it, it amazes me. Even my wife is like, I, I don't know how you do it. Because uh, when I take her, I, I don't go that far. Uh, yeah. We'll find some easier area, you know. She's good for two, three miles and four miles. And, and, you know, we're doing these trips, you know, scouting trips, tournament trips. I mean, we're ranging nine to 14 miles. And she's oh, yeah. like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah there's days i'll do i'll do you know eight to, eight to 14 yeah, yeah. a lot of times i do have the torpedo when i'm out scouting i got a little motor um just like chris he's got his bixby uh yep. chris castro um you know it does it does pay off to have a little extra you know help you know pedal drive sometimes though you get back in that marsh you gotta change you gotta trust that trusty paddle man because that's about all you're going to use back there in some of them spots when it gets the grass gets growed up and everything and you're in those uh those pockets with that little that uh submergent grass and uh motor is not working, uh, prop drive, pedal drive, yeah. fin drive, nothing's working in there. You have to put push through the muck sometimes. I have so, done that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like it when it's when they back in there like that because I, I got some some bass fishing tricks. I use the, the soft body frogs. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, the weedless frogs and they they kill them of around in here. Uh, I'm sure they'll eat them down there too. I don't uh, remember who I heard say that not long ago, and and he mentioned that he said he just he was at Walmart. They had them on sale, and he went ahead and bought one, and you know skipped it off the top, you know like a top water, and it got smashed. And now yeah. he keeps them in his in his arsenal. It was like, well, yeah, that, I guess that's thinking outside the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they uh, they smash them. Strike King has some of this bone colored with a little bit of orange on them. 
Yeah. They like those. And uh I mean, like I said, the, the redfish, they act they act like a bass too. They're 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 opportunistic feeders. They're gonna crush something to ambush it. Right. Um, right. anything that looks like a crab, even your crawfish imitation baits set up like a punching rig when you're punching through heavy cover for bass. You're yeah. do pitching that in the back of the reeds and stuff, they're gonna hit it just the same way. Um little bit of uh procure on there, they're really gonna hit it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Stank stick. <laughs> Stank stick, yeah. So there you go. Here we go. We're gonna get into that right now. Tackle box confessional, pick three, pick three, pick three. Uh you got three rods, three setups on your kayak. Um, what are they gonna be? Uh you know, baitcaster, spincast, and what three lures are going to be on there? Man, I run, uh, most times I run three rods. Um, I got two two light spinners and a caster. Um, 90% of the time I am running a, a light spinning rod uh, with a, uh, I guess you can say, uh, one of my favorite lures, and, and it always has been, is a down south uh, original. And um, in a in a white and chartreuse, uh, if I'm fishing the marsh, marsh, that's what I'm I'm usually always throwing is a white and chartreuse. Um, it is always on one rod, um, and I like running uh back back in the marsh, man. I like running a one sixteenth, you know, knotty hooker or you know any other yep. any other kid. That's always on one rod. Um, I, I will add that that here uh, in the last month I've been I've been trying out uh, AM lures. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, man, I don't know what it is about those lures. They just, the, the, the garlic smell just has me more attracted, I guess, than anything else. <laughs> he catches the fisherman, but that yeah. uh, it's a pretty cool profile bait. It's yeah. like a new school curly tail is what it is. You know, I've never used a curly tail until I bought that pack and, uh, yeah. I've had good luck with it. Uh, matter of fact, I went, uh, this morning and, and bought a few more, you know, different colors and I try to keep it pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, you, I usually keep. Uh, a white and chartreuse, a uh, bone diamond, uh, mm-hmm. pumpkin seed, and a purple rain. Yeah, uh, and I and then no matter where I go, I can I can figure out you know what. Yeah, yeah, light light profile to darker profile. Yeah. You got the range covered, and that's about all you need with light uh, weather conditions and water conditions. That's that's yeah, good so, to go. <laughs> uh, rod number two, light spinning rod. Uh, again, a, a same same jig head, and I'll just have a different color uh, yeah. on. Uh, basically exact same setup, just different color. Um, and, and what I do sometimes is if I'm, if I'm casting it at a fish and it doesn't want to take it or I know there's fish there and they don't want to bite, I'll just grab the other rod instead of switching yep. out. Um, yep. No other reason why I do that. Just, just that. Um, and man, uh, the number three rod, um, I'll switch it between a, uh, top water, which I'm, I'll be, I'll be very honest with you. I'm not a confident topwater guy. Never have been. I uh, just cannot get the confidence in it. But I will put on a um, popping quart warm hook and a four inch Berkeley goat any day yeah. of the week. And, oh, yeah. and I'll run that rod on. I'll run that setup on my third rod all day um, yeah. if if I need to. If the other two aren't working, I'm I'm running a popping quart, man. Yeah. And um, you know if they're not taking a Paddle tail or curly tail, uh, they'll almost always take a burger goat. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. that's just my experience, you know. Yeah, uh, but those would be my three setups right there, man, all the time. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm big time top water man. If it if I could throw it, I'm throwing it. That's just I just yeah. love it, man. I love it. Uh, and also, I've, I've 
I've been um, added to my arsenal that the wake baits, you know, uh, the subsurface. Uh, so, man, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? I, I just recently ordered some some hunchbacks. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I've been reading up a lot on, on them. And again, just trying to just trying to think outside the box here because it's it's out of my norm. Right. Uh, but I ordered some and I keep them in my box and uh, I've, I've thrown them a few times and I just, eh, just kind of build build confidence in them. Yeah. Um, it. I prefer them around structure, more around the edges of, of uh, oyster shell or, or hard edge grass lines with ambush points. And then over the um, sand pockets in like a, a like around a Laguna or, or Redfish Bay or, you know, around uh, Brown Root Flats and stuff like that. You know, that's around the Ranges Pass area, Port of Ranges area with it. This is clear water with the grass, with the sand pockets, something like that. Um, or a lot of times when they're like kind of short striking on the top water, I'll, I'll have a I'll have a hunchback tied on or a, uh, this guy here in Victoria. Um, he he um, paints custom lures, salty plugger custom lures. He has some really cool little one knocker uh, wake baits that, that are really good. Bone with chartreuse on the tail, little pinfish imitation color. Some it's like a mullet with a black and red gold um, flake inside of it. And they, they just, uh, I like them around structure a lot more than just open water. They don't work for me in open water. I'd rather throw a top water and bring them up a little more in open water. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm a, I'm a believer in them. I, I got a little bit of confidence built up in them, but, um, you know, mainly I'm gonna have a top water, uh, you know, a screw lock jig head, 16th ounce or eighth ounce with a, with a paddle tail or, or, and uh, another thing I've crossed over recently from the bass side of thing is what's called a donkey rig. I think I've seen a picture of it's one a of dual, it's a double fluke. Yep. Yeah, it's two weedless hooks with, and you got a swivel tied to one 14 inch leader, then a swivel through the line tied to about a 20 inch leader. And they both just kind of dart and twist together. And uh, the bottom, the longer leader, I put a 16th ounce um, uh, weedless worm hook on it. And then the other one's just a weightless. So you got a little bit of weight on that bottom, but to pull it down a little more. But whenever they're smacking the shad, Whenever they're stacked up on shad, just blowing shad up everywhere. You put a little smaller, well, who I've, Grande is who I'm hooked up with. So I fish their air, air tail, um, salty shad. It's, it's got a little hollow tail. You could put a rattle in it if you want to call them out a little more. But, you know, that, those things have been deadly on the on the mud flats. When the fish are push, push shad up on the, the, you know, shallower mud flats, that donkey rig for some reason gets their attention, especially when they're like a, a bait buster color, white shad color, white kind of white glittery, kind of like a white ice or something. Gotcha. Uh, yep. Give you something similar to those uh, those shad in there that are all schooled up, you know, and it gives them something to go after when they won't touch anything else sometimes. And yeah. uh, I like a I, I like to have a uh, a redfish magic or spinner bait. Yep. Actually, I I I, I order my own um, willow blades and and change them out to willow blades. So it's like the it's like a big beetle spin with a paddle tail. Yep, and burning those across the mud flats has, has paid off too. Back in the marsh for me, where in the areas I'm, I'm targeted. That's around a here. that's a, a, a popular Louisiana rig, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, they use it. Chat, chatterbaits, bass, yeah. bass chatterbaits have have taken off for me too around this area. I've, I've started using them. It's, give them something they haven't seen a whole lot of, you know. Um, and that's the thing they. I don't. Everybody I see at the ramp, they don't got chatter base on the rod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I, I've kind of leaned over to um, 
uh, I guess you can say I've started to think outside the box some yeah. uh, instead of using the norm. And that's really what I do on that third rod is I kind of, yeah. you know, throw something that normally I wouldn't throw. Um, you know, the other day I, I found a, I, I was fishing with some, uh, with a customer, uh, for bass a few years ago and, and, uh, I found some, uh, XD, you know, uh, crankbaits yeah. and, um, you know, I found one that was like one to three foot looked like, uh, I forgot sexy shad or something. Yep. What it's called. And man, I, I threw that for a day and didn't get no bump or nothing, but, uh, I just trying to figure out, Hey man, throw something that, like you said, they haven't seen. They'll, they'll smack you. Yeah. <laughs> Some of that deep reef around up here, some of these deeper uh, boat harbors. Yeah. Uh, in the wintertime, I'll, I'll fish a crankbait in there along some of the bulkheads and do pretty good sometimes. <laughs> awesome. <man. laughs> the trout will smack them too. Yeah. Hey, on, sure uh, on that hunchback in the flats, clear water, fishing potholes, man, what color do you prefer? I like the, the that white with a pink. Yeah. There's a white with a pink head. And then that bone, a bone colored one's always, yep. that's my go to right there. Uh, it's that bone with a little bit of orange on it. And then there's another one that's an olive green with a, it's got a little bit of gold and a black back. I really like that one in the marsh. That one on the, that's the hunchback makes that color too. Um, man, those, those things are kind of, kind of hard to beat. Those three colors right there, you know, something a little darker. There's a black and purple one then the gold, olive and black, and then a white with a pink head and then like a bone chartreuse. That's probably would be my go-tos on them for, for a color range, you know, uh, you know, and a lot of times those uh, those redfish, they uh, they like to smack them whenever you give it a pause. You know, you give it two, three, two, three reels and pause it, you know, two, three, four little cranks and pause. You know, a lot of times the fish are hitting those on a pause too. Uh, for some reason, they, the fish up here, they've been, they've been silly. <laughs> yeah. They like the top waters on a, with a little pause in them sometimes, you know, the, the fall transition period here. Yep. And, uh, you know, you just sometimes you just got to change it up and vary your, your retrieves. That's the, that's how, that's what it takes to pattern the fish. Anyways, you got to change up a little bit. So. All the time, oh, yeah. Figure them out all the time. Yes, sir. So, all right. We got your pick three. We got a pick three. We got it knocked out. So yeah, let's get into, let's talk about some tartars, man. You had a pretty good show in, um, that was last weekend. Yeah, man. So it was an individual tournament, you know, for Fanatic. Uh, been, I've been kind of eyeing them, uh, that tournament, you know, flyer for a couple weeks. And I thought, man, yep. I I um, wonder if I should give it a shot, you know. And, and there was nothing else going on. The wife was working. I said, and eh, I reached out to Chris. I said, hey, you fishing it? He goes, man, not really. Don't know. I don't think I am. I said, man, I'm considering. He goes, well, if you do it, let's do it. Let's roll. Let's it's do an it. individual tournament. <laughs> yeah. He said, I'll roll with you. I said, all right, well, let's do it. So we signed up and came up with a game plan. And the game plan was, uh, you know, I was going to uh, fish the outside of the marsh, you know, into, into the bay with some reefs and uh, target that early for for trout. You know, for the, it was a two trout, one redfish stringer. So I said, I, yeah. I've got some reefs that I think we can, can hit. And, uh, man, we went after it. And, uh, I mean, catching trout wasn't a problem. I mean, we, we were yeah. on trout. Uh, yeah. catching the right ones was, was the issue. Yeah. And, um, you know, I got two, a couple, couple of reefs that, that hold some solid fish and I felt confident that we can get a few out of them and, and they just weren't happening. Uh, but we, we kept on pushing and pushing this. It's 10 30 in the morning already. And we, we don't have, but 17, 18 inch trout. And, uh, so we pushed a little further into another reef and, uh, man, first cast 
you know, 20 inch fat, you know, I said, all right, we, uh, this, this will upgrade and yeah. uh, a couple casts later, 21 inch, even a little fatter. And I said, all right, yeah. I'm in the running now with a trout. Uh, I got to go find a redfish and Chris, yes. you know, he, he wasn't, uh, he wasn't confident with the trout he had. And, but he said, man, it's better, better one of us than none of us. So let's go yeah. ahead and roll. And we, yeah. we dug deep into the marsh and, uh, felt, you know, with these tides right now, it's just, yeah. uh, it's got the fish spread out a little more. Lots of lots of blind casting, you know. Yes. You know, fish yes. Out. yes. Yep. And uh, but we we felt confident the little area that we were going to. Uh, they've been there, uh, so we went in there and uh, I I ventured off to a little pocket that had you know some what looked like fish holding in it, and and uh, the spot that we were supposed to go to, Chris went to, and I didn't even get to get make a cast, man. And Chris yelled at me, he was hooked up. I said, all right, well uh -huh. we got we got to go. go. So yeah. So I, I uh, went over to him and he got a nice, you know, six pound fish. And um, he said, I'm in the running now for red. Uh, I'm going back into the bay to find the trout. <laughs> Upgrade. So yep. He left me and I was uh, digging and I finally blind casting landed a solid redfish. And, um, yeah. you know, long story is, uh, man, at that point we were four and a half miles from the truck and, uh, Man, we had to, we had to get it. Um, yeah, I, I'm gonna lie to you, brother. I was pedaling and paddling at the same time. Uh, yeah, it, it's something I've never done before, and you know, um, was dragging some you know decent fish and and uh, had four and a half miles to go, man. And I we made it. Uh, we made it. We both made it to the truck and and threw everything and hauled butt and made it to the tournament with ten minutes left. Uh, yeah, we that was way too close. Uh, but man, it paid off, brother. I mean, I, I, I won second place stringer, uh, with, uh, about 10 pounds, eight ounces or so. Yes. Um, I forgot to mention the, the whole gaff top thing. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. They had a gaff top side pot and, uh, you know, I, I, I ended up taking some live bait with me and, uh, caught a four, four pound, uh, eight ounce Ooh. gaff top. And, yeah. uh, that one, that one, uh, heaviest gaff top. Um, and overall grand champion, I took it with, uh, 16 pounds, uh, of, uh, total weight that included the two trout red and, and, uh, gaff top. Uh, that's yeah. the grand champion with the gaff top. Yeah, man, grand champion, man, took the, took, took the Super Bowl ring and, uh. Oh, man, and, old slime, old slimer. Old slimer, man. Hey, hey them rich. things, I got some spots over here, they'll crush topwaters and you think you got a big trout. Yeah. Until you Chris, see that slime. Yep. Yeah. Chris got a nice, you know, two and a half, three pounder on a paddle tail. Yep. Uh, yeah. They'll hit on they'll, They're aggressive feeders, man. They'll, they'll get schooled up too and get in the birds and make you think you're going to pull up on some trout and you're like, oh man, look at this thing. Oh, yeah. whisker fish. Yeah. That was uh so that was a good turnout, man. I, I won, like I said, second, uh, second on a stringer, um, first on the gaff top and, uh, overall grand champion. Overall grand champion. Had a good little payday. You got a little ring for that one. Up. Yeah. Got a nice ring, custom ring out of it. Got some cash, uh, custom rods and trophies. Yep. Uh, man, it was a nice turnout. Chris uh, ended up fifth on the, on the stringer. Uh, he got a nice little, little check as well, man. So that was a good turnout. Good uh, turnout. Yeah. Hey, had a good turnout at the fit attic. Um, yeah, it was they do a lot for the youth in San Antonio. They usually have a tournament on, uh, either a Braunig or Calveras, which is some landlocked uh, lakes that they actually stock redfish in. It's a big deal up there in the San Antonio area. And they usually, they usually have the tournaments up there, but they, they finally brought one down to Coastal Bend. And, you know, I was really bummed I didn't get to make it because I, I, I'd been on some really good trout. 
So I was like excited and I was like, man, I can go knock my chat out early. You know, I go on the redfish, the redfish are where they're supposed to be, you know. So I was like, man, this will be a good one because it's the, the mixed bag stringer. And that's that's where I love in tournaments like that. I get I get stale on just the redfish only tournaments. I, I like to have the trout involved, man. I do. I like to have that trout because it uh, you got to work harder to find the right trout. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Uh, yes. You're exactly right. I We went uh, we hit four reefs within about a mile and a half. Um, and then we went further into and for the redfish, and at the end of the day, man, I looked at our at, at my tracker, and that was eleven miles. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and, you put uh, some work on them tournament days, man. It's, yeah. it's 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 the truth, man. But yeah, I had uh, I went back on night shifts that Friday night, and it ended up being a rough night at work, so it oh. was it was busy. So I had to work all Friday night. I had to fish. Then I would have had a whole bunch of weigh in. And if they would have, if I'd have been in the running for rewards, I wouldn't have got done till six thirty-seven, which I was supposed to be at work at six. And then I would have had an hour and a half back drive back to work, and I'd have been late. Probably would have got a little, you know, dock some time or something. It's like, man, was it? I really wanted to fish that tournament, but it just didn't pan out. You know, it just. Um, and it, it took a while. Your work didn't finish until eight o'clock. Yeah, I'd have been late. My boss would have been calling me, boy, you're supposed to get back over here. Yeah. I mean, I would have, we would have had the stuff covered, but it's just like, man, yeah. it would have been kind of shitty, you know, not that good of me to kind of, you know, be late trying to fish the tournament, you know. But yeah. it was it was there. I, I, I've i missed more than I wanted to this year. Like, we're going to miss the this weekend coming up. There's a couple. Um, there's the Hobie Owners Tournament uh, that Fin Factory's putting on, and then we got a makeup event date for the uh, Saltwater Angler Redfish Series. Yes, sir. Um, so I know yeah, you. I'm fishing uh, both of those, man. I'm not sure. Uh, I think come Monday I'm going to need a day off because that's going to be yeah. this weekend for me and be a uh, grind. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a grind, man. But I'm I'm looking forward to it. Challenge. Lots of good people signing up. There was 90 people at this uh, Fin Addict. Yeah tournament in our um, in the open division and uh i believe the hobie i think they're counting on around uh, about 100 people right now oh. uh, and um the uh, sunday uh, saltwater uh angler redfish series uh, sounds like there's going to be a good turnout like good turnout because like, a lot of people going to be in town for that hobie event, absolutely so. yep I so think i think i think there's going to be more people at more teams at this event than there were at the, the last one yeah, i hope that, so that, man that'd be that make a nice payout uh if we can get lucky yeah uh, those are those are some good payouts yeah yeah we just had a good payout at that saltwater survival series um that the trout event there their their flounder events coming up in november that's open to all texas waters too but that that way ends all the way up in, in um in san leon dickinson like dickinson yeah. bay other side of texas city <laughs> yeah that's a whole but I, i'm a, I'm a little closer when fishing port lavaca area you know so yeah i i that was a grind that day for that tournament for sure Whoo, man yeah, yeah so, you, can so, use motors, uh, you can use motors for that tournament too which is a well, that I was. I'm glad you mentioned that because um, I'm not sure. Um, we'll, we'll know more this weekend, but I don't know if you've heard. Uh, sounds like the uh, National Redfish League and uh, uh, Redfish World Series affiliated tournaments, which Saltwater Angler Redfish Series is one yes. of them. Sounds like they're going to, to uh, motorize next year, uh, yeah. and uh, which that, I truly believe that that's gonna increased participation man there's oh yeah definitely anglers out there that just do not want to put in that that eight ten mile work yeah. uh but they'll do it you know they'll do it with a little extra horsepower you know yeah uh, and, and i'm right there with them man i i feel like 
man, that's going to keep some fresh legs, fresh arms. Now, it does. Makes I, mean, you you know, I don't use mine the whole time. I, I use it to get to certain spots, and then I pull it up, Yep. and I paddle, and I stand up and sight cast. And then yeah. I use it and because you can't really – if you're going to bring back live redfish, you can't really haul butt for them no. fish unless you got a live whale on your kayak, which there's ways to rig up one, yep. which will work. So, you know, it's it, there's a lot of planning involved in tournaments as far as getting the fish back fresh, getting them back to where they're going to, you know, you get them in the live well in the truck and get them back to weigh in. Because sometimes, you know, you're an hour and a half, two and a half hours from weigh in and you got to make them fish, make that trek back with a fish and, and you know, with a circulator and you got to add some, you know, G juice or, or some kind of uh, a fish preserving uh, liquid that they sell. I know G juice makes it um, some good stuff. So yeah. yeah, there's a there's a lot involved in in and when you get back load up, make sure the fish are good, you know, because you lose half a pound for each dead fish. You weigh in. Absolutely. You know, like us, we fish the marsh, you know, like you and and man, that marsh water gets pretty hot this time of year, man. And and uh you're in the shallows, low oxygen, man, and it just uh um I at, at our first tournament that we fished, uh I had to find a make a makeup uh, uh Chris got tied up and couldn't make it, but uh it it cost a second place man uh, yeah. i lost the redfish he, he died on me uh super super uh hard fight in yeah. you know eight inches of water yeah and i i mean he was literally dead when i put him in the net i mean he, he was spent already yeah he was yep. spent, you know i i took off paddling as best i could holding him along the side you know trying to get him some oxygen and he was done and, and um but you're right, man. There's so much involved into it. And I think that's why I love it so much. It's just, it, it's a challenge, not only keeping them alive on a stringer, keeping them alive on the road. Um, yeah. and you gotta, you gotta like us, we account for, you know, pulling over once or twice to check on yeah, them. Yeah, check on them. Yep. So, um, and it's really cool. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the saltwater angler Raptor series next year, brother, man, I, I hope you, uh, you're able to get on them. Uh, I'm hearing, uh, one day, um, pro series individual yeah. and, I hope. and two day um a pro team series event. team event, team event. Yeah. yeah man and it qualifies you for the redfish world series in louisiana yeah that's what ron was talking about you know um i'll be i'll be excited about that <laughs> yeah man it's gonna it's gonna put us on another level man another a whole new playing field um i uh i, I tried the ifa tournament um out of uh port lavaca <laughs> yeah I fished home water, so I had about an hour and a half of drive, and uh, my game plan was to go in and do the same game plan that I did this past weekend, fish yeah. the outside, come back in. Uh, man, I, I spent the majority of my time trying to catch a trout, and for the life of me, I could not catch a keeper trout that day. Yeah. Uh, um, and I know four or five other guys, solid fishermen, that had the exact same issue. Uh, it was, they, it they, was tough bites. I, I was on the turnaround still. I couldn't fish that one. The same thing happened. Uh, yeah. But the guy who won, he's a local. He yep. he fit, yep. he he was fishing the same areas I would have been fishing. You know, gotcha. he was fishing the, the the same waters. I know I know where he's fishing. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I see him. All, I see him a lot. There you go, man. Yeah, so, he did uh, good. No, uh, but uh, tournament tournaments. I'm just happy to have you know uh, Chris Castro on board with me, man. And uh, yep. we drive each other. We push each other. Uh, we don't hold back info on the individual tournaments, man. We right, right. You know, if one of us is is one one of us is uh, on the podium, we're happy for each other, man. And I yep. really think that means a lot. Um, it keeps everything fun. And oh uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I can tell you, there's a few teams out there that uh, they're together because it's convenient. 
and um, and not really because they want to, you know, they want to succeed, man. And it's it's kind of a downer, you know, when you see that. Right. Oh uh, yeah. You know, they they go tight lip when it comes down to an individual tournament. It's like, geez, yeah. come on, man, help uh, help out. each other out. That's how I am with, with <laughs> Mike, with my partner. I'm like, dude, he fishes something. I, I said, oh, well, you need to go fish here, here, here. Like he did the Port Vaca IFA, and I told him, hey, you need to go do this and this. But he, you know, it just was tough that day. You know, yeah. it's just one of them deals, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. But yeah, I'm, man, I'm I'm ready for her. We got a couple more coming up, so I know I can't fish the ones this weekend. It kind of bummed me out to get have to work. Yeah, but you know, there's a there's a couple more left. There's a the Saltwater Survival Series Flounder event, and a, a Who's Your Flatty Daddy? That's out of Houston area too. That's a big time flounder tournament. And I saw that ad uh, on that one. She <laughs> yeah. What, 30,000 or something big, like that? Yeah, there's three $25,000 jackpots. Wow. Yeah. There's some Damn big it. money in that one. And then, uh, is there anything else? I don't know if there's anything uh, else. I don't think there's any more big ones this year uh, as far as down here. Um, you know, the, you'll have a There's few. a couple one fish wonders for the Upper Coast Kayak Anglers. Yeah. Yep. Uh, there's and that. then there's uh, Salt, the Salt Club. He was on the water. Yeah. Yep. And then Salt Club has, uh, has some stuff coming up, and that's uh, Upper Coast area port arthur that's up there a good ways and then there's some bass there's some benefit bass tournaments coming up too yeah, i've never done a, a couple of those <laughs> one in the future <laughs> yeah come on man i um i fish fayette lake and bass drop i fish a lot of those lakes a lot okay uh, you ever want to go let me know choke canyon it's not too far from you either that's just uh, an hour away brother there's some there's some giants in there and there's some giants yeah. there's some giant gators in there too but they they all good I see uh, some of them where we fish in the marsh, anyways. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, man, for sure. But uh, now you're talking about Choke Canyon, man. I see uh, Eugene Mora all the time, man. That boy, that boy is he he gets on it. Yeah, that's my boy Eugene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah man. See, that's the thing. We we didn't have his tournaments that he puts on. Yeah, SAKF would do a split trail. He'd have two bass tournaments and two saltwater events. That's right. That's your right. best three would go towards your the angler of the year and all that. And he'd have good, you know, forty to sixty people. You know, it was good paydays. Um, you know, I'll cash a couple of checks at his events. They're always a plus, you know, uh, have some money like that and, uh, and have some support from Roy's and the, and, the, and, the, and the sponsors and stuff and people that are interested in kayak fishing. It, yep. it, uh, these companies, Stinky Pants and everybody, you know, it's, 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 all, it's all fun, man, is to have that, that, uh, that association in these companies and see how much this is growing and see how passionate a bunch of us are because it's like, well, we get to talk about it. We get all excited. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. I hope everything goes back to normal next year, man. I do too, It'd be, man. Uh, be very interesting. Cool deal, man. Well, I, dude, I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. I wanted to get you on. You know, it, it kind of it, – it was cool to see that you had, you know, transitioned from, from guiding for so many years and, then, and you're, like, full in in the kayak thing. And it's just like, see, this is what it's all about right here is coming over and, and, and getting involved in this scene. We got this little community. And you, you're a testament to, to to seeing what 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 it's about and sharing that with with every, all these new people that are coming into it. Also, that it's it's pretty awesome. So, you know, is there uh you know the stage is yours right now, brother? You got some people you want to thank and all that. You know, uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Let you give thanks to some, you know, support family and all that. Go ahead, brother. Yeah, man. Uh, my my wife, my wife and my kids, man. They're uh they support me. They uh, my kids are all grown. I've got a I've got three daughters. Um, so, um, I've got a 12 year old, a 15 year old and a 20 year old. 
20 uh, year old man is like a second mom. I, we rely on her a lot. She's great, man. I, I, I can't thank her enough. All good kids, very supportive wife. Um, man, you know, I, I've been with Pure Fishing for about 16 years. Uh, great company. Uh, I, it, it's kind of funny because I don't utilize them as much as I should. Uh, they they do help us out a lot. And uh, I do appreciate the, the, the support that I get from them. Uh, Red Tail Republic, Nino Gonzalez, man, good dude, great product, local guy, tournament angler. Um, he's, he's, he's a good person, man. Um, and that's really it for sponsors, brother. Um, you know, fairly new into the kayak world. Don't have any kayak sponsors, any kind of stuff like that. Uh, eyes and ears are always open. You know, the there way you that go. Goes. Everybody out there listening. Yeah, he's man. your man right here. Need a little poco. Uh, on your team, you, uh, eat a bed. Fish four tournaments this year on the podium twice, man. I'm 50 right now, so there you go. Uh, hey, we gotta gotta keep it going, brother. See you. Uh, man. It'll get better this year. Maybe get get a little lucky. Get a little luck this this uh this weekend, man. Six this thousand. weekend, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's some big payouts this weekend coming up. So man, I wish y'all both the best in the Hobies individual events, and then uh, then that saltwater angler, man. I really wish that me and Mike can make it. I don't know if he's gonna find a somebody to sit in for me but hopefully he, he will uh that should be some good weather this weekend looking so man it's um, looking great bro it really is I, I it's probably one of the better weekends as far as you know low humidity and light winds yes. and all so yep um I, I, hopefully it, nothing's changed we're, we're going to be pre-fishing next two days um uh the hobie tournament is, is a is a florida style so yep. we gotta fish one area and then uh we'll be pre-fishing another area for saturday for sunday uh yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's not a roadrunner event. Everybody's shotgun start from the same launch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yep. Yeah. So uh, and that's going to be fishing the Upper Laguna. Uh, right. I haven't been over there in a while. Is that so. out of Market 37? It's out of... Um, or the other one, uh, Bluff's Landing. Uh, not Bluff Landing, Bluff Marina or Bluff something. Bluff Marina, that's it. It's, it's yeah. a couple different names of a couple over there. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. not a not a monster area. It's about a about a three-mile uh, radius and uh, 100, yeah. 100 boats, man. That's going to... It's gonna, be be, tight. it's gonna be pretty, pretty tight. It's gonna be pretty tight. So well, yeah, man. Well, best of luck to both of those this weekend. And uh, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. Uh chasing the tide. And uh y'all come back next time. See you. Yeah, Ooh. man. Thanks for having me, brother. I appreciate right, you. Brother. Yes, sir. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.